Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. I am Young Lee, your host for the show. And today I am so excited for our guest. He is somebody that I look up to greatly. He is the co-founder and co-CEO of At Properties, the 10th largest real estate brokerage in the nation by Real Trends. They have over 3,500 agents in nine states, and they have recently announced that they will be franchising so people all across the country will have the benefits of app properties, systems, and back-end and marketing, which I am a huge fan of. Not only that, our guest is responsible for finances, sales, and business ops for app properties. He has had a huge impact on not only those systems, but also in starting Proper Rate, a independent mortgage brokerage powered by Guaranteed Rate. And he also has started Proper Title, which is the second largest title company here in the state of Illinois, all within the last 20 years. So as you can see, I am so excited to bring on our guests. So let's not wait any longer. Mike Golden, welcome to the show. And thanks so much for being on. Uh, Young Lee, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. Um, and I appreciate the, appreciate the intro, a little bit overblown. Um, yeah. but, uh, listen, we've, we've got an incredible team here all the way around. You and everyone from uh, our staff to our leadership team, they're the ones who all make it happen. So we've been very fortunate and blessed to have uh, an incredibly cool group of people to work with. And they're the ones who have all made it happen. But uh, appreciate you giving me and, and that a little credit. But uh, we got to give credit to a lot of other people. So. Of course, you're being modest, but uh, that's one of your great qualities of being a leader and uh, one of the best leaders I've encountered in my life. And I've encountered a decent number of leaders in my life. So um, big kudos to you guys. And I know we do have a great team here at At Properties, and you guys have had a big say in the people that have come along throughout these 20 years. Now, I guess my first question is, it's blown my mind how you guys have grown this company in such a short period of time. What do you think has been like the biggest factor in terms of your overall growth during this period? You know, I mean, you know, it, a lot of it goes back to the team. Like I said, I mean, I think that Thad and I hopefully have made some good decisions and we have surrounded ourselves with people much smarter and much better than we are. But it does really fall back to the, the team who've helped us grow it. But, you know, I think as a business, one of the things that's helped us uh, primarily grow is just our adaptability, you know, our ability to adapt to changing markets, our ability to adapt to 
changing needs uh, of all the real estate professionals that work for us. And, uh, you know, and, and I think as you put it, we, we, you know, we are servant leaders here and that's really important because, you know, from our perspective, you are my client, all, every broker that works here is, is our client. And we, as a team need to make sure we fundamentally find the best way to service you so that you can then service your clients, buyers and sellers out there. So everything we do, we create, we create with the idea for the end consumer, but the reality is they're not really my client. You guys are, you know, I think it's been the kind of focus in the, uh, ability for us to adapt in the change of the markets have changed has definitely given us an edge versus some of our um, competitors who, you know, especially some of the larger, older school ones who just couldn't and didn't adapt to a changing world. You know, some of these big companies, it's like, it's like turning the Titanic to get them to, uh, to change directions. And, um, you know, as you know, my partner Thad, you know, he'll change directions on a dime. So I just have to make sure I keep up with him. Yeah, no, that's so true. I have had experience with uh, other brokerages. Uh, I had my own brokerage and just seeing your guys' ability to pivot and adapt and just constantly innovate and create more opportunities and something that you said there for anybody that is trying to grow their business is what you said of being a servant leader and also having the your client or whoever you're servicing's best outcome at heart. So you guys do that better than anyone I've ever met in terms of servicing the people that work for you guys or that partner with you guys. And therefore, I feel like from top down, that gives us the ability to therefore have our clients' needs as a priority. And I think that that's the difference that App Properties provides versus other places. So I know in this 20 years, like we said, you guys have already become the largest brokerage in terms of sales volume and transactions in Illinois. And now you're looking to franchise why the decision to franchise now versus maybe some other time in the past or in the future? You know, I mean, the world's all about timing. If we look at some of our growth and some of the initiatives, you know, you, you mentioned both proper rate and proper title. You know, we were kind of late in the game if, as a company. If you look at companies that were our size, similar companies nationally, we were pretty late in the game getting in the uh, ancillary service businesses. But it was about timing, you know, with, with title. We waited until we found kind of the right time and the right team with proper rate. You know, we were aligned with guaranteed rate for many, many years, but, you know, it was the right time for us to create a joint venture and to create a company. And that's what we, you know, we started that with them in 2020. So that's a, a new initiative for this year. The franchising is really no different. Um, we feel like the time is right. We've, you know, we really spent the last 10 years building the foundational base that we, we all work off of and, and the base that we're, we've created that we're going to use for our franchisees. We owe, you know, Joni Meyerowitz, who is our chief operating officer, a tremendous amount of credit because a lot of it was her vision in, in terms of building the technology so that everything spoke to each other and so that it was basically our own proprietary tech that worked the way we wanted it to. We used to try to buy off-the-shelf pieces and the reality is we couldn't get stuff to work best for you, for your business, and didn't, so it didn't work for us. Um, so we built it ourselves. So, you know, Joni really laid that groundwork with the idea that eventually we could take and package it and bring it into other markets that we're not in and, and, and work with other entrepreneurs to help them build, you know, their brand, their business, along with our brand, our business. If you look at kind of how we built our business over the years, 
you know, the, 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 our broker, the agents, you guys are primary. You're the most important thing. We build our brand alongside you. Um, really, it's about building your brand and we get the benefits of it. And it's, it's sort of no different the idea of being able to take our technology and our brand and work with other entrepreneurs to further build the brand out and use, utilizing their talents. And we just felt that, you know, at the time we are right now, you know, we've talked to a lot of people in the industry. There's a bunch of franchise brands out there, but they're pretty tired. They're all somewhat similar and they just don't all, they don't offer the same value proposition. So we felt like even though it's been a weird year, a weird time where, you know, the world kind of crashed to uh, where we are now, we felt like this is the right time for us to do it. And again, it's about finding the right team. We were able to bring in Chris Lim, who's an industry exec and, and uh, has experience both building his own successful brokerage company and then also uh, working on building a franchise brand. So it's sort of like, you know, for us, we're very opportunistic. When the right things happen at the right time, we just go with it. We aren't, we don't necessarily try to time it. We found the right team, the right people. And, you know, we, we were at a place and a stage where we, we felt comfortable that we could take our, not just our technology, but our whole platform and bring it somewhere else. So, you know, we're in it and, you know, like, you know, working with that, we're doing it 10,000 miles an hour. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're really excited about it. No, I, I am a part of a coaching program, a nationwide or worldwide coaching program through Tom Ferry. And every time we go to conferences and such, and we share materials, everyone is just always blown away by the materials that you guys offer through at properties for the brokers to present an aesthetically pleasing presentation to the consumer and the client. And that's from the marketing materials all the way through to the yard signs, like the amount of thought and attention to detail you guys put in to service the end consumer, I think is second to none. And so every time I mentioned it to other people, I'm like, unfortunately, there's not net properties in your market, but now there is. So if you guys ever have any questions about starting a franchise or finding out more about app properties and the amazing technology and marketing that they have, please reach out. You can reach out to me and I can connect you with whoever you need to talk to here, or you can check out the website at, at proper, atproperties.com and somebody there will be able to connect you as well. But something else you said, Mike, throughout the, the last question and this question, you keep mentioning the people, the team, having the right people in place. Would you say that that's the most important thing when growing an organization is finding the right people or is it timing innovation? What would you say is the most important thing about growing? Well, I mean, an organization? It, it, obviously, you know, our business is all about people That's we don't have any assets beyond people, whether it be our leadership team, our, our brokers and agents, our staff, we're just a people company Our you know, we have our core values, our number one value here is relationships. It's all about relationships. Our relationships with each other are the most critical thing for our business. So, so for, for us, yeah, the people are, are super critical. And I think in, in any business they are, but specifically in a business like ours where it is just about the people and it's bringing the right people in and find people who are committed to, to innovation, to you know, striving for excellence, which are two of our other core values, that you know, we all have this same focused commitment to, to delivering the best product and never sitting back and resting on our laurels. You can never say, uh, you know what, we're the biggest now, we're the best. The biggest doesn't matter. Being the best matters. And the only way you can continue to be the best 
is by continuing to evolve and innovate. Dad has a saying, if it's not broken, break it and make it better. And, uh, you know, we really live by that in that, you know, we are constantly trying to improve as an organization because you can't sit back or otherwise you'll get left behind. And, you know, for us, you know, we see incredible opportunities to grow locally, to hopefully grow our brand. But it all comes back to to you, the people that are making it happen for us. So so our focus has to be creating the resources, whether it be technology or marketing or our systems or anything that's going to help you with your business. And that's why the franchising, I think, is so exciting for us, because it's allowing us to make an even bigger investment in technology and in resources and in growing the platform and growing the, uh, the, the things that, that can help your businesses thrive. So for us, the franchise is a net net win-win because by growing the platform, we can just invest more into the business and create more and cooler ideas. I mean, we are constantly coming up with more and more ideas and then it's just bandwidth to fill them. And this gives us more bandwidth. So we're, we're, uh, we're stoked about it. Yeah, no, every time you guys expand or grow, you can see the direct benefit to us, the brokers here. And it's just an amazing thing to witness. Now, I guess my next question would be like, how do you guys stay motivated and not get complacent being number one and having grown it to a certain size? Like, when people might tell you like, oh, you know, why do you keep needing to grow? You're already number one. You're already the best brokerage. Like what keeps you motivated and not complacent? You know, I guess we always believe that we can be better, that we can learn more, that we can do better. I think it's just part of our DNA. And, you know, part of it is we saw some of our competitors sit back. And I remember um, I remember interviewing with a large brokerage company in a market one time. This is when I, you know, that and I worked for a small brokerage company before we started at, you know, you, I talked to people before to get a sense of what was out there. And I asked them, you know, you know, what, what makes you the best? And they were like, well, we're the biggest. But I'm like, okay, you're the biggest. But, you know, and, and back then being the biggest was probably even a little more powerful than it is now because you didn't have all the resources and the technology and the internet. But, you know, for us, we feel like if, if we have, if we sit back and we, and we say, God, you know, we're done, we've reached the peak, like, Hey, it's no more fun. It's only fun if you're building and doing something cool and changing and like change is what makes life interesting. So for us, I just don't think we could ever sit back and say, wow, you know, we're, we are, we've reached the point that we need to reach. I don't think, and I don't think you can in any business anymore. I mean, there's so much competition. There's so many smart people that are, that are working incredibly hard, coming up with new ideas. You have to stay ahead of the curve because, you know, otherwise the curve will leave you behind. You know, look what happened as our business evolved over the last 20 plus years. If you still work the way that you did 20, 20, you know, 25 years ago, when I first got in the business 25 years ago, and I remember I used to have those big books, you know, you they uh-huh, come every the MLS weeks, books, yeah. and, and that's how you knew what the listings were. And, you know, back then, if you wanted to buy or sell a home, you had to work with a real estate broker because your options were working with an agent or finding an agent to represent you. Or like maybe you could put one of those tiny little like ads yeah. in like the Tribune, like classified yeah. section, and maybe someone would see it. But the chances of that happening were so minuscule, you didn't have a choice. So the value was you had to come to me. Now you have to actually create a value proposition for yourself because the information's out there. You don't have, no one's got control of the information anymore. So that creates opportunity. And then it's about taking advantage of the opportunity. So if you ever sit back and say, God, you know, I'm, I've, I've reached the peak, your opportunity is going to blow right by you. And someone's faster, smarter, 
uh, and will work harder is going to eat your lunch. And, you know, I like my lunch. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to lose my lunch. So I think as a, you know, as a company and, and as a team, that's what we're committed to. Always trying to evolve and get better because, you know, otherwise we're failing our clients, which are you. And, you know, I don't think any of us could live with that. Yeah, I think uh, you said a couple of really insightful things. One was enjoying the journey, like uh, realizing that it's not about necessarily hitting the goal, which is also very important, but actually enjoying the process, enjoying the journey and realizing like you don't stay the same. Either you're getting better or you're getting worse. There is no like, hey, I'm not going to work out and I'm just going to stay the same. Your body then deteriorates that's with anything in life and so seeing you guys just constantly hungry to grow and innovate and improve the technology and improve the value proposition for us as brokers has just been incredible to to witness in my short period of time here that's been one of my big regrets is that i didn't come sooner but uh it's all about timing you know what you came when you were supposed to come and, uh, you know, we love having you and we, we, you know, we feel very fortunate to have the group that we do. And, you know, and then, then we, you know, we maintain our commitment, but it's, but it should be fun. It needs to be fun. When we, that and I started the company, it was, you know, we were just the two of us and a couple of people, but we just said it, beyond anything else, it needs to be fun. And we need to enjoy going to work every day. How much time do you spend working? You spend the majority of your waking life, you know, working. So if you're spending that much time working, you might as well, and it's not all like, it's not all fun. But, but, you know, you, you, you should find a way to enjoy the vast majority of it. And you got to laugh a little and you can't take yourself too seriously. But you definitely, I think, enjoying the journey as opposed to, you know, you set your goal. I mean, I remember we used to set goals. And if we got anywhere close to our goal, we bumped the goal up because then, you know, then there was something nothing to strive for. So, you know, I think you're I think that's what makes it interesting and fun. And, um, and it's what keeps us engaged. And, you know, hopefully keeps us young as we get older. We were like the young guys when we started. I got a lot of gray hair now. I don't feel young anymore. I remember seeing those pictures, those news clippings and things like that. And I'm like, wow, man, those guys looked young back then. But that's also something that I want to kind of get out there is like a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, oh, I'm too young right now. Oh, you know, maybe when I get older, I can try to build or create something. But you guys started really early on. And you've created this incredible company in a reasonable period of time. It is just a testament to you guys, but also an encouragement to anyone out there that like, you're never too young to start. You just got to go with it and be committed to excellence, like you were saying, and growing each and every day and realizing it doesn't happen overnight. But if you embrace the process, you'll get to your destination eventually. So that's incredible. Now we were saying you're overseeing over 3,500 agents and that agent count keeps growing. What do you think is the biggest factor in people succeeding versus not succeeding over watching, you know, a bunch of different careers? You know, I mean, in our business, you know, nothing substitutes for hard work. There's no easy path that you can like, you know, leapfrog over. It's it, it, a lot of our success comes from us just outworking our competition. I mean, just willing to work harder, uh, work longer. So, you know, I think that um, being committed and working hard is critical. I think having a plan and following a plan is super critical. Like, you know, you if you're, if you're going to build a business and everyone here is building a business, if you're going to build a business, you got to have a plan, 
when I first started, I worked for a consulting firm for a couple for a couple of years, and you know they train you early. They're like, if you don't have a plan, it's going to take you forever to get where you want to get to. A lot of times, you have the right plan. It's like ninety percent planning, ten percent implementation by having the plan put together. Otherwise, it's just this haphazard trying to like trying to figure it out. So you know, I think you have to decide how much you want to work. Um, and I agree with you. I think anyone at any age can come and be successful in this business. But it, it just takes, you know, tenacity, it takes a commitment, and it takes consistency. You know, and you've seen it because you've built an incredibly successful career in this business. I mean, you know, why, why are you successful while others aren't? Because, you know, you have a plan and you do the right things all the time. And it's, it's that kind of consistency and, um, you know, beyond the hard work, it's very important. And it's amazing how people don't, they don't do the work. They don't put the time and the energy in. They expect the results. Not going to happen in our business. There's no like shortcut. But once yeah. you figure that out, like you said, you can really enjoy the journey because it is a, it's a, our business is awesome because you have so much flexibility, so much freedom. You know, you have largely unlimited upside. When I worked in, I worked for a consulting firm for a couple of years and then I worked in corporate America for a couple of years before I really got out. That was a big difference is that I felt like I had unlimited upside. I could work as hard as I wanted to, but I could see the fruits of my labor where I collected a paycheck. Like I had a very limited box I could work within. And so it's cool to have that sort of unlimited ability to grow and, and create whatever it is you want. Yeah, no. And uh, what you said there in terms of planning it is so critical. And my mentor always tells me, you got to plan. You got to spend more time planning and then the rest of it will work itself out. But if you don't have a plan and you're just running around, yeah, you're going to inevitably focus on the wrong things. And so when you plan, you have that clarity and then it comes down to the consistency and the cadence of doing the work over and over and over again. And again, like a lot of people overestimate what they can get accomplished in one year and they underestimate what they can get accomplished in five years. And so it is so important what you said about planning. And that's what I love about at as well is that you guys invest so much into helping all of the brokers business plan for the following year. And then even during this period and before this period, you guys invest in coaching up all of the brokers. So I actually pay a hefty amount <laughs> for coaching and you guys offer it for free to every agent that works at App Properties on a daily basis. And you give, give them the tools to plan and what things that they need to focus on. It's really second to none. And so that's been an amazing thing. And the other amazing thing, you had mentioned adaptability as a strength of the company and as one of your strengths. And one thing I wanted to bring to light is during this period when COVID was fresh and we weren't sure what the world was going to look like in a couple months and what the business was going to look like. Your adaptability and your leadership during that time really shined through. You were always sending all of the brokers and everyone at the company emails and explanations of what their options were and what they could do to try to navigate through this period. And I can't imagine the amount of time that you took to write those long emails with all of the detail, but you did it day in, day out, showing that cadence and consistency, but also showing that servant leadership. 
how do you think that came about? Like, cause the amount of leadership and just not only providing the information, but providing like hope during that time when a lot of people were very scared and discouraged and afraid, you were able to really present a level of calm. Is that something you've always kind of had as a strength? Is that something you had to learn over time? You know, I think it's definitely something you learn over time. And it's, you know, when you talk about communication, you know, we talk about the value of relationships here. Well, what is the key to any relationship? It's communication. You know, any relationship, whether it be your marriage or your business partnership or your friendships or whatever, it's all about communication. So we knew people were scared and freaked out. And I would say that we were a little freaked out. Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say we were scared, but we were definitely like, okay, this is something new. But, you know, we knew that, okay, what are the things people need? You know, they need a sense of stability. What can we do to get, provide them with a sense of stability when, they, when, when things are unstable? So we just tried to pick and choose the things that we knew we could help with. And then you're right. We did it very, very consistently because we wanted to make sure people didn't feel alone, especially when we're all locked down in our house by ourselves. You felt alone. Back in, in 2008, 2009, when we went through the last downturn, one of the things that we did back then, uh, um, we didn't have Zoom and everything, but and we weren't locked down. That and I both, we, we did a lunch twice a week, every week with like 12 to 15 agents, you know, because everyone was freaking out. Everyone's business was falling through the floor. You know, you think about the market was down 30 plus percent a year for a couple of years. Yeah. So you just had to make sure people realized they weren't alone, that we're all going through it together and that we had a plan that we would work through it together and that it would be okay. And that's a lot of times what people need to hear. They just need to hear what's going on and they need to hear some perspective. And so, you know, I, I guess I don't say it comes naturally, but I think we've learned over time just the importance of communication and making sure that people, you know, feel like we're, you know, we're, we're there for them and we're, and, and not just like any communication, but some communication of value. But yeah, we worked super hard during that period of time because we knew what people needed and it paid off. If you look at the company's results, I've just pulled some of these stats because we've been doing a lot of these uh, online office meetings. And um, our stats are you know, overwhelmingly better than the market. I think think the market's up 10% uh, in terms of number of contracts, and we're up like 24%. So we're, you know, we're beating the market substantially. Um, and I really think it's all the preparation that people did during that period. And, and a lot of it was, and not just my or Thad's communication, but Amy and Kevin doing a daily, you know, their coffee with Amy and Kevin, that gave something for people to do every day. So that you could start your morning off and at least you could get yourself in a work mode when you're stuck at home and you can't go anywhere and you got to figure something out. So it's just it's just like anything else, like creating structure is so important. Like, what do we do for our kids? We create structure because they they function better with structure, even though they don't like it all the time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like so we have to do it for each other. We have to create structure and accountability and the things that are going to help people get through some of the kind of more trying times. And this was a this was a trying time. Yeah, no. And. I feel like leadership is shown during difficult or trying times. And like you were saying, uh, during the crash, when all of us were like, oh, my goodness, is real estate just going to die completely? And then again, during this uh, COVID period, you guys really stepped up. And so I wanted to commend you guys on that. Now, you mentioned about also communication, which I feel like is such an important thing for anybody doing any type of service business that you have to communicate, but communicate value 
to your client or your consumer. And so I hope people didn't just glance over that last part, but really listen in because Mike provided a lot of wisdom there. Mike, I know you also have mentioned Thad a number of times. So you guys are the co-founders and co-CEOs. It has always amazed me that you guys have stuck together as long as you have and achieving all of the accomplishments you have. Like, How do you guys keep that relationship so strong through the ups and downs? And you know, I would imagine there's a lot of different factors that also kind of come in that could possibly tear you apart. And yet you guys are always incredibly close. Uh, How do you guys maintain that relationship throughout these years? You know, we treat our partnership like any other relationship where, you know, communication is key. And listen, we've had our ups and downs. Um, We we don't always agree all the time, but we do have the ability to get in a room, come together and come out of that room of one mind. And I think, you know, a lot of it comes with trust. We've been, you know, we've been partners. Obviously, we've been here for more than 20 years, but we've been partners for like 23 years, like just 50, 50 partners. And, um, you know, it's a, we have an incredible high degree of trust in each other and what we're doing, what we're and, and that, you know, we know that we're always doing what's best for for the partnership and for the company, for us. You know, I, it's funny. People ask, I mean, if we're good at one thing, we're good at being partners because we are both adaptable with each other. We both have a high degree of respect for each other in addition to trust. You know, we're, we're just able to figure it out. I think, um, you know, we've, we've never focused on money which I think has helped us. And we've had some wins and losses. We've made money and we've lost money. And we've had, you know, I've done something that didn't work out so well and cost us money. He's done something that, and we've never, ever gotten upset about it. You know, it's like, we know, hey, you know, you you were doing it, you did your best and not everything always works out, but I was in, I'm in for half, I'm in for half. And then, you know, on the flip side of it, we've had successes and we, we've been, you know, fortunate to share in some successes, but, you know, we've always focused, tried to focus on the, the long-term, not focused on the short-term understanding that, you know, there's, there's gives and takes and, um, you know, there'll be times where he's working much harder than I am and I may not be working as hard, but he'll never come to me and go, well, what are you doing? I've been killing myself for the last two weeks and you've been on vacation and, you know, and vice versa. You know, we both know that over months and years, it all comes out in the wash. And I think that's what's difficult in partnerships is you have to have that kind of high degree of trust and be okay with the fact that it's not, everything's not going to be a hundred percent equal all the time. But, you know, we treat our, our partnership just like we treat our marriages, you know, communication, love, trust. I mean, those things are all like critically important. And um, so, you know, it goes back to the core values we have here. Um, you know, the relationship side of it's key. And we you know, we work on our relationship just like anything else. Always. Yeah, no, you, you can definitely tell because me having been married now 17 years and she was my high school sweetheart. So we were dating for 10 years before that. And you realize like, in order for you to make any relationship work, because there are so many ups and downs, is you really have to have the other person's best interest at heart. It can't ever be like, oh, 50-50, 51-49, something along those lines. It's really got to be like, okay, how can I serve that other person? And hopefully, like you were mentioning, through trust, that person has the same mindset or mentality of how they can serve me. And as long as you're looking through that lens of how can I serve the other person? How can I help the other person? I feel like that's the only way you make a relationship work 
for that long a period of time. And so it was great to hear that from you as well. And that's no different than any relationship or partnership. And so I feel like that's very important for people to understand. Now, I know we're going through another challenging time, and yet you guys decided to open up a brand new office. I mean, you're opening up a number of offices, and you guys, I believe, expanded during the last downturn in 2008, 2009, when everybody else was closing up. You guys were investing in growing your business. And the same thing I'm seeing now, where you guys are opening up a new office in the Gold Coast at uh, 900 North Michigan, I believe. Why the decision to open up an office in the Gold Coast where you know it, you could maybe have found some more cost-effective locations? I mean, in terms of expansion, going back to that kind of question, you know, we always feel we're not true, like total contrarians, but when people are pulling back, if you can show a sign of strength, you have an opportunity to grow. And it's about growing market share. We've always been able to grow our market share best when things were a little bit tougher. So, um, you know, we, so we are committed to that, but it's, but smart growth, you know, in, in terms of the Gold Coast, I mean, we actually did, we, you know, we own the building that our office on Streeterville, 212 Ohio is in. We made the decision to move to what we felt was a better space and a better location for our agents that we felt like we could grow more and be more successful being in that space in the Gold Coast because of the location, because that's where we know people wanted to be versus staying in what was starting to become kind of a tired office. So, you know, for us, it was just a, it, it just made sense to us to make that investment and to move into that area. So, you know, we, we make our decisions are very tactical. I mean, they're they're well thought through. Um, I wouldn't say they're over debated. But, you know, we make sure that we're making the best decisions for the long haul of the company. But, you know, we saw an opportunity there. It was a beautiful um, office space that a competitor of ours had built out and then basically decided they didn't want to be there anymore, which we still don't understand why. They obviously, obviously weren't very successful there. But it was yeah. like we were able to basically take advantage of all the money that they put into the space and get it for free and have a, an awesome office that we could really be proud of. Versus the office that we had that we weren't, wasn't we weren't proud of it. We just knew that it had aged. And really, again, it's that idea of evolving. You need to be evolving. You can't just sit back and say, you know, I can't have an office that doesn't look the part for who we are as a company. So, yeah, no, I, I've always admired that as well, is that not only are you guys trying to help the brokers and the consumers with the best of everything, but you also do that in terms of reinvesting into the community because, you know, our office is based out of Chicago. And so you guys investing into the Chicago market as well, just really showing your leadership during these times that you guys are not falling back or cutting costs, but you're like, you know what? We see an opportunity. We want to support the city of Chicago. And so that was really encouraging for me to see you guys making that move. And I'm so excited to check out that space. Uh, I know. Yeah, no, I can't wait. And of course, you know, one of the most desired buildings in all of the city. So that's going to be incredible. Now, I guess growing up or even now, do you have like role models or mentors that you look up to or that have had big impacts on your life? And if so, could you share a little bit about you know, what kind of impact they might have had or what you've learned from them. 
It's hard to say if I had role. I mean, there I've had general role models. I think, you know, one of the things Thad and I kind of lacked when we started was sort of a mentor role model. We just sort of figured it out. But, you know, there, there have been plenty of people that have been impactful in our lives and have helped us along and given us opportunities, probably too many people to count. But, you know, we, you know, we are just, we're just appreciative of the relationships because that's what made it work for us. If you look at, you know, many of the successes we had really came because we developed great relationships with clients who gave us opportunities. You know, um, Bill Smith back in the day, you know, he was a tough client, but he was, you know, he gave us some incredible opportunities to build our business off of and we'll eternally be grateful for the, the opportunities he gave us. And we learned a lot working with him. It's hard to say he was a mentor. He was a, he was a tough client, but he was a <laughs> great client. He forced us to be better. And, um, and we owe a lot to him because I think we learned from, from that evolution. So, you know, for us, I think it's, we try to constantly try to learn from everyone around us. We learn from our competitors. We learn from our, from everyone we work with, constantly trying to be better and to evolve and trying to be self-reflective about how we can get there. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a non-answer to that question. Cause I didn't really, haven't had like a specific, God, this was like my mentor. This is a person who, who inspired me to do this. You know, I can look at some really cool entrepreneurs out there who I think are very inspiring, but I just think we've had a, a litany of people who have touched our lives in many, many positive ways. And, um, you know, we've been real fortunate. That's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, impressive to see. But yeah, like you were saying, everyone can have an impact on your life. And so whether it's like making the calls or not making the calls, it's like you never know what conversation, what interaction you're going to have in that day that can change the trajectory of your life. And so always being open to that and being aware that those things can happen but they can't happen if you're not communicating, if you're not interacting, if you're not out there working each and every day. So that's awesome. What, I guess, would be some advice that you would have given yourself like 20 years ago when you were just starting out now that you have the clarity of hindsight? You know, I think I would have said I could have done a better job of committing to my business plan and my marketing. You know, we over time, we really learned how to build our business and, and, you know, market ourselves. You know, we benefited a little bit from a crazy market back in the, you know, mid nineties when we both got in the business, 90, 96, 97 was kind of nuts. I remember, you know, sitting in a sales center and it was like, you know, you'd write like nine contracts on a Saturday and I was working on a, on a new construction project. So I didn't always do the best job of staying in touch with all my clients because I had a lot going on. I would have created better systems for myself earlier on in my business. So I definitely I learned some lessons. And I think a lot of the things that we created are from lessons that we learned. We didn't do as well as we feel like we could have. I also think the business has evolved so much. It's so much harder today than it was when I started. It's much more complicated. It's much more competitive. So um, I think, you know, again, we evolved and innovated at our own pace. There are definitely some things that um, I wish I had done differently. And I think I wish I had made some investments in things quicker than we did, both personally and, and as a company. Um, you know, like I said, we, we have an incredible chief operating officer here who has you know, really transformed a lot of the foundation of our company. You know, I wish we had done that five years earlier. But, um, but you know, like everything else, timing's about timing. And, you know, we were, we were ready when she, she came along. And it, it's been a great relationship and a great benefit to the company. Yeah, no, I, I was asking more because I'm like, I don't know what they could have done much better than they have done oh, already. A lot of but... 
been a lot better. We could have, you know, it's funny. You, you know, you learn about, you know, investments we could have made that would have saved us money instead of cost us money. But, you know, you learn, you yeah. figure it out along the way. And that's part of the process. And you have to be okay with it. Like you can't beat yourself up because something doesn't work out. You know, one of the things in this business, you got to be willing to take some risks, you know, and, um, you know, I, so you can't beat yourself up when some of them don't work out because they're not all going to work out perfectly. Yeah, no, I calculated risks, I feel like is one of the biggest factors of growth. And I think a lot of times people have the mindset of, oh, what is this going to cost me? Oh, can I afford to do this? And then they get in their own heads and then they miss out on great opportunities. Not saying that you should chase everything that is out there, but if you put a lot of thought into it, if you analyze it, you think it's a good decision, sometimes the best decision is, you know what, I'm just going to move forward with this. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, at least I made an educated risk assessment and pull the trigger. Because again, what you're saying about the COO is a lot of agents or brokers I see, they wait to pull the trigger on maybe getting help or admin support or things like that, because they're like, oh, what is it going to cost me? When in fact, it will actually save you money because now you're not doing those $10, $15 an hour tasks that can then open you up to do more high-end or high-level business decisions. So that was really great to hear. I know we're running kind of short on time because I know you're very busy. One more question. How did you guys decide to focus so much on building like a culture? Because really, like I once I came here, I'm like, ah, scrap my business model. I'm going to copy exactly what at does to the brokers that work here, I'm going to do the exact same thing for my clients because it was just such a shift and a different way of thinking versus what I was taught and or you know what I thought was a good way to run a business. Then I come here and see how you guys always invest in not only technology and services for us, but also creating environments that are enjoyable, warm, having great holiday parties and movie nights and just always focusing on showing your appreciation. Like, what did that come from? Or how did you guys decide that that was going to be a critical component of growing at? You know, I think part of that is, uh, you know, learning from where we were. I mean, we worked for a small brokerage company when we first started out, but it didn't have a great culture, didn't have a good atmosphere. Um, people weren't nice to each other. It wasn't, Thad and I had a great little it, it was before team. We had our kind of, it was the two of us. We had one or two agents we worked with who helped us out. Like I said, it wasn't really a team thing. You didn't go to work every day and go, wow, this is great. I mean, we enjoy working with each other, but like it wasn't a positive atmosphere. Um, so when we started at, we said, if nothing else, we didn't know if we we're going to grow big or we we're going to stay small or whatever. I mean, he'll tell you we have this grand plan, but I'll tell you uh, <laughs> it evolved. We didn't have a grand, this grand plan. <laughs> But the one commitment we made to each other is we're going to make sure that we have an atmosphere that we like going to work to every day. We enjoy going to work, that people are treated well, that people that, that work with us, or people that work for us feel uh, valued and feel like they want to be there. We wanted to create a place of, that was attractive, not a place that, you know, you're kind of persuaded to come and work at. We wanted a place that, that felt good. And that's the one theme that we've never let go of, that uh, we're hiring an agent to this day. I don't care what the volume is. If we feel they're going to be detrimental to our culture, 
we won't bring them in. It doesn't matter what the volume is because there's no one that's worth creating a toxic culture out of. So I don't know if I would say the culture room was toxic, but it wasn't positive. So we kind of learned a lesson and, you know, it started small. And then over time, we realized the power of culture and the power of creating something people wanted to be a part of. And then we focused even more on investing in that. And, you know, the, the idea of like showing our appreciation, that's just natural. I mean, what everyone here has helped us build, like it's not me and Thad. I mean, we've definitely have had an impact here, but it's the reality is it's this incredible team of people all the way around who have come in and helped us build this. So it's natural to us if we have the ability, we have a good year, that we can do things to show our appreciation for everyone here. I mean, this is a weird year because we can't do as much. So we're going to have to be a little more creative and you know, we're going to have to adapt to a uh, different way of doing things probably over the long haul. But to us, it's just natural that you would show your appreciation because that's what's going to build something positive for the long haul. It's like kind of what I said before. You can't look at every little thing. You can't focus on the right here and now as much as you have to focus on the kind of broader picture. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And honestly, like one of the greatest, just refreshing feelings was coming to at and experiencing that culture firsthand. And now uh, just seeing it consistently happen, not just like, oh, I came over. And so I get wowed in the beginning and then it kind of dies out how you guys are always trying to show your appreciation is just incredible. And uh, I feel like one of the great reasons why at is the great company that it is. One other question. Uh, so I have that love sign behind me. Um, how did you guys decide that that was going to be something that you guys focus on and promote and just is kind of a foundational pillar of the company? I give Thad a lot of credit. I mean, Thad really is the brilliance behind the, the brand, the, the foundation of our brand. I mean, he's always been an out-of-the-box thinker. And if you looked at the marketing and advertising that we did back in the day, instead everyone was putting a little picture of a house. So you jam a bunch of them on a page. You know, we would have a picture of like a bunny for uh, for Easter. And people would be like, you know, they definitely shook their head for a while. But then our brand became associated with something more than just a little picture of a house. So you know, as we've kind of built that brand, we've always needed to think about, you know, what, what do we want to be associated with? You know, we want to be associated with luxury because luxury is important, but like, who doesn't, who doesn't love love? Like, think about it. Like who can be, who can say, oh, I don't like, I don't love love. That's I mean, no one can say anything bad about it. I mean, it's love. It's like, everyone wants love in their life. It's like what you want to be associated with. So if, if people can associate us in our culture, with love and appreciation and relationships, then, you know, then we've done something, we've done one thing right anyway. So. Yeah, no. And uh, I guess that leads into the next thing is in 2009, you guys uh, started at gives and you guys support a bunch of amazing organizations through that uh, initiative, that nonprofit foundation. How did you guys decide to start at gives or why did you guys decide to start at gives well you know we were um you know we've always tried to be charitable um particularly locally because we think supporting the communities that we that we work in is critically important they've supported us they've helped create success for us so we want to be able to give back and we want to be able to provide that to the communities who have made us successful so um you know i think at one at some point we realized having an organization that our agents could really participate in 
Because I know, like, I remember when I was younger, I wanted to get involved in charitable organization. I wanted to give back, but I didn't know how to do it. Like, where do I go? What do I do? So it provided a conduit. And it also provided a way for, because for, our agents run the foundation. They make the decision where we're giving the charities we're going to support. They do, you know, they, they take point in a lot of the fundraising. I mean, that and I participate in a lot of it. But it's, it's really agent driven. And we wanted to provide everyone here with the ability to have a voice in it and then provide an opportunity for people to get involved because a lot of people don't know where to go. It's all grounded in the foundation of the idea that we want to give back to the communities that we're in. Um, we're a local company. Locals made us who we are. Like that's super important to us. Oh, no, that's, that's great. And uh, I've seen it. So many amazing organizations benefit from the partnership with that give. So yeah, I'm just honored to be a part of that as well. So I know we've talked a lot about work, like what do you do to unwind or when you're not working, like what are some things that you enjoy doing? You know, I, listen, I've, uh, you know, like you, I've got, uh, I've got three kids and, um, you know, that's a big part of my life. My wife and my kids are a huge part of my wife life. My wife's got a big family. So we do a lot of, uh, family activities and, um, it takes up a lot of time. You know, I'm enjoying it now. My kids are at a great age. It's going fast. You know, I got, I got six years before they're out of the house, which is kind of weird. And, but so I'm trying to enjoy that as much as I can, you know, and I just try to stay active. You know, I started playing tennis a couple of years ago. I'm not that good, but I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> my wife, my wife and I both play together. She's better than I am, but that's okay. I, I'm used to getting beaten by her. You know, like, like I said, I, I like to be physically active and um, I love spending time, family, friends, you know, and, and we're so focused on, you know, that and work. There's not much time for really anything else. So you realize the things that are important to you by the time that you allocate to them. And so, yeah, people can say what they want, but uh, yeah, the time that you invest is the most important thing. So um, lastly, what is something that people might not know about you that they're like, Oh, interesting. I did not know that about Mike or a guilty pleasure or anything like that. God, guilty pleasure. Um, I, you know, I, I own a fair amount of wine. I enjoy a little red wine, not too much, but uh, <laughs> I've been uh, buying wine for about 15 years and um, have, have a, a decent little collection at home that I, I really just buy it to drink it. I don't buy it to like sell it or anything. But uh, God, things about me, I mean, looking back, I mean, like if you go back, like I was a little bit of a nerd growing up. Uh, you know, I played the trombone. <laughs> When I was uh, when I was on the math team, I was probably not the coolest kid in school, but that was okay. I had a lot of good friends, but uh, I uh, so I was I was uh, definitely um, a little different. I think you know I look at both my partner here and my wife, and I you know I feel like I owe a tremendous amount to them because they've definitely helped me. I, I don't think I had a very high degree of self confidence when I was younger, and I think that I owe a lot to both of them in helping me to develop self confidence. And as you know, in this business, self confidence is really important for success. And, you know, it's funny, I think like when I used to get up and speak in front of a group, even a group of 20 people, terrified, like really? in my own head, I, you know, I would talk really fast. I, I and, you know, and I think over time, developing a little bit of experience doing it. Now it's fun. Now, I, as long as I have some idea what I'm going to talk about, I, I get up there and I have fun with it. And it's not I don't get stressed about it. So I think just like anything, we've all evolved. I've evolved a lot as a person and I owe it a lot to the relationship that I've had. And I'm very appreciative of that. So 
Oh, that's Nothing awesome. Nothing too exciting. Nothing yeah. crazy, you know. So. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. I was part of the math team as well. So uh, there you go. No shame in that. No shame in that. And uh, I think that there was just so much value in this episode. So please, guys, listen to it again. Mike is legitimately one of the best leaders I've ever encountered in my life. And so the stuff about relationships, about hard work, cadence, really just planning. There was so many great pieces of advice for anyone that's trying to either grow their business or start a business. So really, if you guys found value in this, please, if you can write a review, rate this episode, please share it with anyone else that you might know that would find value in it. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'll pick out somebody who has the best review and we'll make sure that uh, I send you some free at property swag or something along those lines. And uh, Mike, thank you once again. I really valued this time and uh, I appreciate you dropping knowledge on all of our listeners and viewers. So like I said, guys, if you have any questions about franchising, please reach out to me. It is one of the greatest companies on the planet. So you would be lucky to be a part of it. And uh, if you guys want to connect with Mike, he's on LinkedIn, not as big on social media. So don't message him there because uh, he might not get back to you. But uh, you, you, can, you can find me on our website. I'm easy. And if you've made it this far, Thank you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you listen this long, thank you very much. And like we were saying, Mike, thanks again. Please, for everybody listening, leave a comment uh, in appreciation for Mike and all of the information that he gave to us. And uh, thanks for listening. I will see you guys next week on the next episode of Chicago Business Review. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.